For May 14th, 2020, it's the Lullabot Podcast. It's the Lullabot Podcast, episode 249. I'm Matt Cleave, a senior developer at Lullabot, with me as always, co-host of the show, senior front-end dev, Mike Herschel. Hey, Mike. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty dang great, and I've got a rule today for today's podcast. You ready for my rule? My rule. You're you're not allowed to talk about two things today. (laughs) You know what those two things? You can't say the word COVID, and you can't say the word Drupal. We've done way too many. Drupal gone? Drupal gone. Yeah. Gotcha. Because we've done too many of those recently. We're talking, we're back to the Drupal project today, right? Yes. That's where we're going. Drupal so, nine. Lullabot is a strategy design development company. We build websites for large companies, primarily working with Drupal. Yes. And when people install Drupal, they are blown away by the Drupal theme, right? Yeah. So, when you first install Drupal, it comes with a theme called Bartik that was designed back in 2009 ish. Bartik is, it, yeah, I was going to say that's the Jen Simmons one, right? She yeah. had the, all the, yeah. a lot of the effort behind that. I remember um, there was a region called Triptych, like there was tri- <laughs> Triptych 1, Triptych 2, Triptych mm-hmm. 3, or something, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it's it's blue and it looked good. It looked good for its time, right? Is it responsive? I don't remember. I. Uh, the Drupal 8 version is, has been retrofitted to be responsive, yeah. Okay. Um, but that was something that, you know, their web development has changed since then. People's design yeah. and, tastes have and changed. And designs have changed. Like, yeah. like tastes have changed and features have changed, yeah. So we're talking a little bit about the Olivero theme, and that's something that uh, is near and dear to a, a good number of Lullabot's hearts, including yours, Mike. Yeah, uh, with us today is uh, we have two guests. <laughs> the first guest is Pucha Banacorsi, who is now a technical project manager, but was a former senior front end developer at Lullabot. She's from outside of Philadelphia, but actually in New Jersey. Uh, welcome, Pucha. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. I would still consider um, myself as, you know, to be somewhat in Philadelphia as well, too, even though I'm kind of across the bridge in South Jersey. Do you follow like the Phillies and the Eagles? Oh, yeah, of course. You're in the Jersey Shore. Exactly. (laughs) So, Mike Herschel, you're our second guest of the day. (laughs) Yes, I am the second guest. Mike, regular co-host of the Lullabot podcast. You've been doing that for a few years. Senior front Mm -hmm. end developer at Lullabot. Uh Decided you had way too much free time and decided uh, you wanted to jump in with uh, both feet and get get something done here with the Olivero theme of Drupal Core. Yeah, I feel like I'm, we're kind of solving a problem here. So because, we've, we've called uh, it Olivero, and we've said it's a theme for Drupal Core. Like, maybe somebody uh-huh. could just kind of give the 30,000-foot the view. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? The theme, um, Olivero, is named after Rachel Olivero, um, who, is, who was a big um, Afghan for accessibility and also um, within the Drupal community. Mm-hmm. And um, the the theme is basically um, a new take of the um, the Bartek theme. We want to make sure that the theme is updated in modern design and also adjusts a lot of the accessibility concerns as well, too. Um, yeah. You know, uh, what I was going to say is, is, is it's kind of just like a brand new design for the front end of Drupal, you know? So, like, the um, Bartek, you know, back when it was released, you know, it was kind of a modern design for back then, but that was 10 years ago. 10 years is a very long time in internet years. I, I would say it's almost like a century in internet years, right? And, it, you know, we need something that looks better that when you install Drupal for the first time, you feel that Drupal is a modern content management system because it is, you know. But if you install something and the style is from 10 years ago, it's going to feel, you know, a little dated. So, so this is kind of rem- you know, attempting to remedy that. You just answered the question I hadn't yet asked, Mike. You're saying first impressions are important, right? Is, yeah. is that what I'm hearing? And mm-hmm. and when somebody installs Drupal, it's not that we we're expecting them to make Olivero their theme, which many people do, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if they are new to Drupal, they're seeing Olivero because that's the theme, and it needs to be a good experience for them. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's about getting those warm fuzzies. Because I'm not sure the last time I've seen Bartik, I'm not sure the last time I've opened Bartik code. Um, yeah. 
ever since I, I mean, when I was building websites, you know, by myself, one thing I used to always say at meetups and stuff is, you know, if you're not writing your own theme, it's like wearing somebody else's underwear. Um, <laughs> it's just never going to feel right. Like I, I was always an advocate of at least sub theming Zen or, you know, one of these right. other yeah. sub themes and like making your own thing. So it's not that you're expecting people to use Olivero as their base theme or as the future of Drupal, but it's something that's important to Drupal nonetheless. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Well, I, I, I would also consider, I would also go as far as like, maybe people would be using Bartik if Bartik didn't look so dated. That's interesting. You know? Okay. So, so hopefully people will use Olivero since, in my humble opinion and non-biased opinion, it looks freaking amazing, you know? Yeah, and I'm biased as well, too. And the thing is <laughs> that um, another use case for, like, an out-of-the-box theme is that, like, for someone who's not interested in creating their own sub-theme, for instance, you know, they can essentially utilize the Olivero theme to create their blog content, right? So instead of like investing time and just diving into the code to modify it to your liking, Olivero out of the box should feel really modern and it should also highlight the type of content that you're trying to showcase as well too um, when your projects are, you know, your blog site. So one of the goals of this new redesign is that we want it to feel modern, but at the same time, we also want it to age well for the next five to 10 years as well, too. So that's like yep. a big Good challenge. Luck. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mike just said that was a century. So yeah, 10 years from now, yeah. I'm sure they'll be flying cars, right? For sure. Yes. <laughs> Landing rockets. So, I don't think we're going to have websites in the next um, 10 years. Who knows? <laughs> so we're expecting Olivero. We're hoping Olivero is going to hit Drupal core when Drupal releases 9.1. Is that correct? That is right. And that's, I, if I recall correctly, that's like somewhere around November. We didn't quite have the time to hit the 9.0 release, which is going to be in June. So that's actually coming up pretty quickly. Yeah. Where, uh, where, where did this all start? Whose bright idea was this, Mike? Ooh, that's a good idea. Uh, how did we get tricked into this? Uh, right. I actually wrote an article about this. Mm -hmm. and, and so I'm going to let you yeah. tell the story here and I'll jump in. I can definitely tell the story because I, I can still remember today, to be honest with you. Um, so on the last day of the DrupalCon Seattle, um, I was sitting the in the lobby of the hotel, um, just waiting for my friend and then came in Mike Hosho. Um, and we, we were just like casually talking about like the status of like Drupal 9. So wait, and, hang on. Let, let me reset here. Yes. You and Herschel are sitting in the lobby at DrupalCon yes. Seattle. Dang it. I said the word. Ugh. So you were uh, in Seattle <laughs> with Mike Herschel. That's the of the podcast, I know, right? Not to say anything anyway. about DrupalCon. That means you got to take a shot. Well, uh, <laughs> so, so you, you and Herschel in the lobby of the hotel. Yes. So we, we had actually just talked, Mike, about how important these like serendipitous conversations are yes. at Indeed. such events. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm setting the stage. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm there. So is, is it morning? Yeah. It was that night, you know, oh, I was okay. waiting to um, so, four friends. So for... Mike's awake. Mike, definitely awake. <laughs> 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 and uh, walked in um, Mike and we were just casually talking about like um, Trees keynote and also status of Juba 9. And we also have, um, Larry there as well too, who is the um, Drupal Core committer and also the front end framework manager, and and also Angie Barrons as well too, who is also another um, Drupal Core committer and also product manager as well too. And the four of us um, sort of have a conversation about um, what is going to just like um, a good. Same as theme, and you know, and the discussion kind of led into like the curse um, status of like, hey, do we have a theme that's currently in progress for um, the D nine release? And to our surprise, there was no initiative in place, <laughs> uh, which was kind of shocking um, to my MSF as well too. And you know, knowing my, he was like, hey, why don't we just um, us two get together and. Um, start this initiative and i was like sure i'm down for that <laughs> and not knowing that oh my god like um starting a jupiter initiative would be a lot of work um but at the same time it's definitely um such a serendipitous moment to be able to be in that place and just say hey let's do this let's um start a jupiter initiative uh, and um, have other folks be involved in that process as well too um 
so that was like the gist of the um i guess the origin story we just kind of talk about like hey um if we were to redesign bartech what would bartech look like and discuss about the um the design um, intentions in terms of, like making it look modern but at the same time other kind of cool functionality like add in a secondary drop down menu as well too or other type of like um features that are not available in bartech at the moment as well yeah i'm looking at like the uh, uh some of my slack chat under 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 drupal slack Right here. So on uh, May thirteenth, I I ping May thirteenth of last year. So that's almost about a year ago. I actually pinged Lowry uh, and I said, "Hey, is there anyone that's working on a, a new core theme?" You know, because I wanted to kind of double check. He's like, "Nope, not that I'm aware of." And uh, from there, yeah. So you and I were already kind of spinning it around right. in our heads at that point. Exactly. And um, yeah, and, and that point um, forward, um, Mike came to us and just like, hey, let's form a band, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Mike has done um, that not, before. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised to hear that is the story. So that's awesome. That's not the actual quote, but you can totally imagine it, right? Coming out from Mike. Yeah. Um, because like, you know, Mike and I, we're our expertise are in like the front end development realm, um, but mm -hmm. we definitely don't have any expertise when it comes to like design and or also like just figure out like from uh, information architecture standpoint. Um, so, so at how, this point, how do you yeah. jump in then? Like, how do you make something look modern or be able to stand the test of time for the next ten years? Like, what's the plan? Like, how do you figure right. that that's, out? From that's a, design a good question. You bring I, I, in awesome I, I, designers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so you, Mike, Mike added some more people to the band. It sounds like. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I kind of, I kind of, I, if I recall correctly, I kind of like tricked Jen into it. I was like, "Hey, you, you know did. what you're doing? You know, you're you talking about Jen, Jen, Jen Witowski from Lullabot. yeah, Jen Witowski, okay. who's a who's a senior designer here at Lullabot. And I was, I was, I was kind of just like, "Yeah, you know, let's just do some designs. It'll be pretty cool. It'll be prominent. Not too much work." You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I know full on, I'm just tricking her. Yeah. And um, and we did the same thing with Jared Ponchal as well too. Well, well no, Jen brought. I think Jen brought in Jared okay. because, sure because Jared Jared Ponchal, creative director at yeah. Lullabot. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, and and he was he was he was interested in getting in here, getting into it, which was exciting. It's just exciting because those two together, you know, they it's they bounce. They have they're very good at bouncing ideas off of each other, and and that uh, there's that synergistic it, feeling within our design team, right? Right, yeah. Trying to be buzzworthy, yeah. Synergistic, yeah, a little bit of omni-channel. It's a little better than Blue Marine, <laughs> right? Yeah, Blue Marine and synergistic. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we got Jen and Jared in, and um, I, I guess the next step is like they got to figure out what to design and 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 what to do. And so we started making documentation, if I recall correctly, right, Petra? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. yeah like, so, as, so as part of like putting the band together um, for the initial team of the Elvor project, we also um, invested in time for creating the Jupiter Ideas Queue ticket, um, which is really important because it helped us um, focus, stay focused on like um, the type yeah. of like motivation and problem that we're trying to solve and also propose a resolution um, for the Jupiter community um, to see as well too, just so that, you know, they can see our thought process as far as like our goals for, um, you know, introducing this new, more modern, clean design for the Jupiter 9 theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the ideas issue, the, uh, the, the ideas issue queue is basically a project on Drupal.org, and there's no code. It's just basically an issue queue that people can submit something, and they can say, if I want something to go into core, I'm going to put in this issue, and then people will discuss it, and then blah 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 blah. Mike, we've talked about the ideas queue on the podcast mm -hmm. before. Essentially, it's like here's an idea for core, and then people talk about it and talk about what needs to happen to make that happen, right? Yeah, that's pretty much exactly Other people it. Ch chip in and say, here's here's a different idea or here's a better way to do it or no, that's terrible. So, yeah, so we just like through an issue said, hey, we want to create a new theme that's modern and it's going to have some of these features. And, you know, we didn't have any designs yet. And, you know, we let people know that we made that and a couple people hopped in there and said, yeah, this is a great idea. You know, no one was against it, which mm -hmm. I would have been very surprised if someone was. 
Yeah. And, and so at that point we were kind of off to the races. Well, so at that point, did did you then start making a theme? Like how, how, how do you go from there? Yeah, that's a good question. So like at that point, you know, it's, uh, I guess like um, starting the design phase, you know, we had to come up with the stakeholders. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so as in the future, we're going to, we're going to do a podcast well, let's talk about specifically that, about the design and, and yeah. the, the, what, what went into it. We, we should bring Jen and Jared and, you know, yeah. Yeah. I want to do a, I want to do a full podcast on it, but we can give like maybe like a quick overview of it right now. Just, we have a, we have a ton of stuff to talk about. Okay. But, um, so Jen and Jared came in, but of course they didn't know. Well, they waved their we design design. wand, right? They they waved their design wand and said, "This is how it should look." <laughs> no, no, yeah. well, almost Just right. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like so. So you you in in short, you figured out who would be using the website and what they would need to do, like personas. Yeah, sure. Um, so um, before we actually jump into like design stuff in um, Figma, which is a tool that we're using to design the different comps of the Elbow um, theme, um, we did some explorations with the stakeholders. Um, so one of the exercises that we did was um, voice and tone of the theme, mm-hmm. where we essentially just created um, an vision comp that gives um, different you know, keywords for um, how we would like the theme to be. So we have a scenario where we have the, the two words of like formal slash casual. Yeah. Um, so the stakeholders were able to pinpoint um, the, um, what you say, like on sure. the spectrum. On whether yeah, it's like a sliding scale and they could put their exactly. dot, dot wherever on that line, say, you know, I want a 25% over or something. Like on Instagram, exactly. is, my, is my kitten picture like little heart or big heart? Like exactly. Do you want the, yeah. the theme to be light and bright, or do you want it to be dark and but impactful as well too? Okay. So that exercise gives us a good um, a target, overview, a target, and also like yeah. a good um, tip and um, terminology to go um, by as well too. And I'm sure like Jared and also Jan can speak more eloquently about it. Um, but that's essentially the first step of us um, establishing our design principles uh, okay. for the theme as well too, um, which are to Make sure it's accessible. Um, making sure that the layout, mm-hmm. colors, and functionality um, follows the accessible theme and the Drupal accessibility guideline. Um, it also should be like simple, modern, um, but also has the the really awesome focus uh, in terms of like high contrast, saturated color, um, and a lot of like negative spaces. Well, too, just so that there's a lot of room um, for people to breathe as well too as they're navigating the different pages. Um, yeah. And a part of our um, design process, we also spend a lot of time identifying stakeholders, um, folks that would be involved in the um, design review process as well, too. So the stakeholders um, that we were able to identify are pretty much like the main folks that are in the Drupal community. So Dries, um, the creator and Drupal lead of um, project lead of Drupal, mm-hmm. Angie Barron, um, Larry, um, and Gabor as well too, who are the product managers. And then Christina too, Christina. And Christina as well too, sorry. That's Christina um, Chumias, who's yeah. the uh, UX maintainer and also a fellow Lullaby. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so we, during the process, um, project, we do a weekly design meeting with the stakeholders, um, showing them different explorations that Jan and also Jared put together and just get a, a consensus from the team of like, hey, um, are we um are these visual presentations pretty much in line of what you're thinking for the new D9? And um that was like a really great process where we were able to get some feedback from stakeholders um and establish the um the voice and tone of the um of the theme itself as well too through the, the Zoom mock-up meeting that we um introduced during the design process as well. Yeah, so we had this uh, thing called Zoomox, which there's an article on, and it has nothing to do with Zoom to video chat. Right. (laughs) It's it's just basically like a zoomed-in picture on my section of the website to establish almost the look and feel of the website without doing the whole thing. Hmm. And so uh, Jen and Jared put together a number of those for the stakeholders and then they could say, I like this, I don't like this, I really like this one. Mm-hmm. And from there, we identify key uh, page templates um, to um, 
to start mocking up as well too. So key pitch templates, um, meaning that um, we identify the article full page is a com that we can explore as well too. In addition to like the home page, what does that look like um, without content as well to the initial page starter? When you actually um, install Drupal and also have the theme enabled, what does that look like? Um, so we went through a lot of different iterations of how um, that page could um, be presented in addition mm -hmm. to a, a version where we have like a bunch of content created as well too. So yep. that was great. So af after we get the, uh, the artistic folks out of the way, <laughs> it's, it's time to start building stuff, right? Yes. Well, well, they're oh. never they're never fully out of the That's way. That's true because you know it's 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 a continual feedback loop, right? You might end up getting exactly. a site, you know, yep. a, a portion of the theme built, and then they say, "Well, yeah, the way this works, maybe we need to shift it a little bit more." Like after you get something usable, that's when you can really iterate on your designs, right? Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. So you've mentioned all these all of these people who are a part of the team. Is it everybody a Lullabot? Uh, no, not everybody at Lullabot. Did, did we close out the rest of the community and say, no, you cannot come into my sandbox? No, absolutely <laughs> okay. not. We, we, uh, we need as many people as possible. Well, not as many people as possible because it's hard to manage everybody. But, uh, but right now we have like a good group of people. Who and are I, just, like, I think that probably started, out. Mike, with, with your excitement. You're like, hey, we got to do this. And of course, you're going to bug the people that you see every day at work, right? <laughs> hey, yeah, that's we got to do this. We got to do this. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly how how it happened. You know, I got um, I, I, I got Putra into it. I got um, Jen Witowski who got Jared into it. And the next person that we that I tricked into it was Matthew Tift. He's not even a he's not a front end of he's a back end of but uh, Matthew was uh, one of the leads of the configuration yeah. management initiative. I actually, I, I remember uh, when that happened and I remember thinking that's really yeah. smart because Matthew saw through some of those really tricky, tricky bits when uh, configuration was going into core and he was a mm -hmm. part of that team. And I think he has a really good grasp on getting stuff into core and that process yeah. and working with a team and, you know, making things happen on that front. So I thought that was really good. Yeah, so he volunteered to kind of help out with some documentation and to run our uh, our weekly Slack meetings and things like that. And he's he's been he's been mostly laying low because like right now the the state of the project there's not a heck of a lot that he can do, you know. So but he's been running the meetings. But once we start submitting the core patches, which will come up, I'm sure I'm gonna ask him to help out in various different ways if so, he has bandwidth. So technically, did you get to use any really cool front-end widgetry that uh, is is new and, and great and improved? Yeah. For... Yeah. I, I can talk a little bit about that. So, so, so these designs that came up uh, have, have, a, have some features, you know? Um, so, you know, if you can visualize Bartik in your head, Bartik doesn't, it's just, it, it's kind of almost flat it uh, has it doesn't have any type of drop down menus. It doesn't have any interactions or anything like that. If you go into mobile mode or like a, a narrow screen, all of the navigation items just kind of wrap and stick there. And it, you know, so so for this, we we wanted it to feel modern. So it has a lot of cool features. Um, so like, of course, it's mobile friendly. You know, it would need to be. Um, but it also has like second level navigation, like uh, which uh, in at the desk in the desktop version, those manifest as drop down menus, and as uh, in mobile versions, it is you know like a little tap menu, a little plus, and you it expands. Um, it also has the desktop version of the site of the theme also has like a sliding menu where. Uh, like a sliding header where like as you scroll down the header fixes itself but then it exposes a little button where you can kind of like slide that menu out of the way in case you want to, like the full experience which i think is kind of a, a really neat effect and it's just kind of neat um in addition to that we're trying to make the theme kind of useful for a lot of people so we have like some theme settings to change the background color of the uh site branding block and uh, we have an option like to turn on the mobile navigation all the time. So for example, if you have like, if for whatever reason you want, you know, 20 first level navigation items, you can do that because it will have, because you can transition to that mobile menu. 
So going through your list, Mike, you talked about some of the new features that you're adding. You, you wanted to do some sliding menus, some drop-down stuff. Of course, it's going to work well on mobile. Um, uh, you talked about uh, doing some color shifting to you know, allow people to really kind of personalize their site and make it look a little different just right off the hop with some settings. And uh, adding mobile navigation, you know, just the, the straightforward fold up your navigation so that a mobile user doesn't see 87 links. Um, so right after this... Let's talk a little bit about what it took to actually get the work done. Welcome back to the Lullabot Podcast. We are talking about the new and fancy Olivero theme for Drupal 9.1. Hey, yeah. And uh, there's a good group of people, many of them Lullabots, working on that. Um, we mm -hmm. talked a little bit about... Um, how y'all put together a, a, a design and uh, some of the things that you wanted to do with it. And now we're going to get a little bit into how it was built and where we stand today. First, Mike, I mentioned the word triptych. Putra. <laughs> I, I'm still on this because I, I thought this was actually really clever. It was part of Bartik. There were three regions side by side and they were called triptych. I think one, two, and three or A, B, and C. I don't remember. Do, do you know mm -hmm. what the word triptych means? This is your Jeopardy uh, moment of the day. Third? Oh. Yeah, yeah. It has the word trip in there. Yeah. You're, you're smart. It's actually, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a term from the art world where like uh. three different uh, paintings or three different individual works of art all sat side by side, often hinged, and they all kind of go together. So um, I have a quiz for you, Metcliffe. How do yeah. you spell triptych? <laughs> T-R-I-P-T-Y-C-H. Oh, well. Jeez, we are a bunch of smart people, aren't we? I pulled up the Wikipedia right. page just so that I could make myself sound smart. It's <laughs> good Come to on. know. I didn't know about it was, that. It was one of those things I remember um, Jen Simmons mm -hmm. was doing a podcast um, announcing the Bardic theme, and it was one of those things that I stuck in my brain ever since. It was like, huh, I'll remember that for Jeopardy someday. Right. Yeah. I haven't been on Jeopardy yet, so I don't know. Anyway. Someday. So naming things is hard, and... Sometimes, mm -hmm. like, so so that's one thing that I think Putra mentioned was mm -hmm. uh, naming the Olivero theme uh, after Rachel Olivero. Is that the case? Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, totally. Um, so initially, so, so Bar uh, to back up a little bit, Bartik is named after Jean Bartik, who is a, uh, a famous woman uh, computer programmer from... I guess back in the ENIAC days or something like that. So our, you know, it, it's it's as you said, it's difficult to name things. But but we said it would be really awesome to name it after another woman programmer, you know, or or some type of underrepresented group or something like that. So our initial thought was Grace Hopper, who who is another famous, uh, you know, woman developer, and. Um, we were kind of leaning that way. We actually have that. Uh, we actually created the uh, namespace on Jupyter.org initially, and but you know, Hopper kind of sounds weird because if you don't know, Hopper has different meanings too. Like there's actually a noun called Hopper and things like that. So that's a that's a little weird, and and, and it seems like there was. You know, like there's a um, a Grace Hopper Foundation and stuff. You know, she she gets a, a good amount of what do you call it? publicity through that and through other things. Um, so and Grace Hopper is the, is the person that uh, is responsible for a bug, right? A bug being a programming term. Isn't that right? I'm, t I'm trying to remember the story, but no. Okay. I, 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 I could I be making know. that Which one up, but, but I think I'm right. Yeah. Let's just go I, I think that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause you know, the, the literal bug and that's the famous picture, but yeah. Anyway. We were having a discussion in, in, in the Lullabot Slack about naming, you know, and in and and, and this discussion as naming things kind of do, it, it, it quickly uh, bike shedded and got, got pretty large and a bunch of people were hopping in. One of our coworkers, Taryn Almondares, uh, said, hey, like, why, why can't we name this after Rachel Olivero, who is a former member of the Jubal community who recently passed? Uh, Rachel uh, worked at the National Institute for the Blind, and, and she was always an, accessi an accessibility advocate. And so the theme is named after her. Uh, it's called Olivero, and uh, to, to honor her legacy. Cool. That's great. Uh, I, of course... Uh, accessibility would be top of mind, you know, being a part yes. of core to, for, for one and, you know, holding her name for, for two as well. 
Yeah, I, I don't think she would be would be very proud if we made the theme inaccessible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. yeah. So we left off on the building side, talking about some of the things that were important as far as building a theme out. Um, what did that take technically? Were you able to use any you know new modern tools, or is that going to be a problem adding these new modern tools to core, or how does that work? Yeah, we did demo it out a little bit, and we had a, we created a proof of concept. Putra, do you want to talk a, a little bit about yeah, the proof I can of concept? Yeah, I can definitely jump into that as well, too. So throughout the design process, we built a prototype and static HTML, CSS, and also JavaScript. The intention was to validate the new features and to help answer some like potential UI slash UX issue that arise during the design process as well too. Like Mike mentioned early on um, the podcast, um, we introduced a lot of new features like secondary menu and also our menu is also kind of complex in, as well too in a sense that when you scroll down the page, um, it turns into a more condensed version of the header and also the flyout animation that we have for um, the hamburger menu as well too. So the point of the um, proper concept is to investigate the use of the header on scroll interaction, in addition to on mobile and also tablet devices. Um, it also gives us like, an opportunity to validate our use of CSS grid as well too, mm -hmm. um, to make sure that it works on legacy browsers and especially on <laughs> IE 11, which yep. we have to do some um, progressive enhancement feature to make sure that um, things are still rendering correctly as well too. But not just that, um, the proven concept is also, um, we were able to utilize that to make sure that our market is also semantic and also meets the accessibility um, requirements as well too. So having something built in, you know, just a proven concept before we actually jump into the theme development helps answer a lot of the, you know, unknowns. And also um, we were able to pinpoint some of the, um, the gaps that, um, that were not um, known yet, or we, we didn't get to explore in the design process as well, too. So, Yeah, absolutely. And it was a lot easier to iterate on that on static HTML than, of course, if you're in Drupal templates, you know, because we're just modifying HTML, which, you know, compared to... You can build a website without Drupal? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell our clients. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I'm just but you wouldn't have an awesome content management system to manage your yeah, content. So. Yeah. So, so, yes. so stripping it down to its most basic made a lot of sense. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Stripping it, yeah. it down to its most basic, and then we took that proof of concept and we ran it by a couple of the uh, of the Drupal accessibility maintainers, and uh, we were just looking for issues, you know, that they said like, "Hey, no way," or "Hey, yeah, you can do this if you do this," and and we did a lot of reworking of the primary navigation based on those issues, like, for example, like. Like the, um, uh, the desktop version of the primary navigation for the secondary, like if you have that secondary drop down, um, we initially were going to just kind of activate that using like the, um, like the focus within CSS, pseudo CSS property or the focus end event for IE11. So you could just tab through it. But uh, talking with some of the accessibility maintainers, well, no, that's not, th th that kind of works, but it's not, it's not that good. We ended up building a button and styling it like a kind of like a little down arrow. So you can you can tab over to that button and then hit enter and then it opens up the menu. And there's a lot of little accessibility niceties like that. Um, it's still not perfectly accept accessible, but it will be by the time we release it. That's great. So uh, after a proof of concept, I understand there was a, a sprint where a lot of people got some, some work done, right? Yeah, at the best Drupal camp ever. So you came to Colorado? No, Florida. Oh. Colorado is a... Uh, like, Florida Drupal camp. Okay, yeah, so. Florida Drupal camp. Florida Drupal camp sponsored Putra to come mm -hmm. on down. Yeah, that was great. Like That was like my first time in Orlando in a while. So that was, mm -hmm. was good to like just... Be at DrupalCon and also, um, sorry, Drupal Camp, Florida, um, and be there just to sprint on Alabama. It's like DrupalCon, but better. I don't know and, if and, I. And, would and the mouse is just that. down the road. Like you could go and see the mouse. I mean, that's right. The, yeah. But, but yeah, it was fun like to just like um, work with my, um, you know, in person as well too. We work for a remote company um, where we do a lot of work, like, you know, just through video 
screen sharing on Zoom, but it's nice to just like see folks in person and also be able to collaborate with other people who are interested in like contributing their time um, to the Alabama projects as well too. So yeah, and we had some people in person to help out that 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 were like really really helpful, including people like Alex McCabe and Hawkeye Tenderwolf mm-hmm. and Brian Perry and Matthew Connerton. And uh, during the code sprint, we just kind of assigned tasks, and then they just went over and you know, pecked at their keyboards and ended up coming up with some stuff. And kind of by the end of it, we had, I think, what the header was actually in Drupal. Exactly. And And that was a big lift. Definitely. We also have like the initial starter page created as well too, just more of like a placeholder just to see what the header would look like with some Mm -hmm. content. And we also have the, the footer block configured correctly as well too so we were able to get like a good amount of like theme and work done doing that um sprint in as well too cool yeah absolutely so at this point right now and then it was the olivero project on drupal.org is that where things are happening yeah, it's drupal.org slash project slash Olivero. Okay. Um, it's currently in Contrib, and we can talk about the future of, of what this looks like in a bit. But but if if you want to get in to help, that is where. And uh, we can talk about like how we our meetings and stuff toward the end. So where do things stand now? I mean, there's been a lot of work done since Drupal Camp Florida. Florida Drupal Camp. Yeah, so it's actually looking really, really good. Uh, we have a tugboat preview that, like, if you were to look at it, you would probably say, hey, this thing is, like, pretty well done. But, you know, Putra and I know where all the skeletons lie, and there's a substantial number of skeletons in the closet. And uh, it's our job to kind of As document. represented by issues in the queue? Yeah, yeah. Most of them are represented. Some of them are just in my head so far, but they're going to get documented pretty soon. Okay. And there are some um, design um, components that are still missing as far as like just, you know, refining the look and feel of the sidebar, which, um, you know, we're, we're still in the process of trying to refine, but um, that's coming mm-hmm. along pretty well as well. When building yeah. a, a theme for core, you also have to consider every part of core needs to actually look right as yeah. well. So there are it's lots like a of forum module. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's, is, is forum still a part of core? Honestly, I don't know. I haven't it used it in so it long. Is, yeah. I was thinking poll, which I thought maybe had been yanked out, but I wasn't sure. Poll yanked. Okay. Oh, but you know, there are lots of other modules that exist and now views, right? Views in core. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have yep. to consider how a view would be displayed and how your theme is going to display all these different views as well. And totally. I mean, there's, Definitely. there's a lot of work in there to just uh, hammer everything out and figure out all the edge cases. Layout builder, media. Oh, gosh. Yes. Media. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a good chunk and we're going to, we're going to support it all and make it all look really, really awesome. A lot of it is looking pretty good. I was actually uh, messing around earlier. I, um, I, I have a copy of Lullabot's website on my local. So I said, well, you know, I'm just going to load up Olivero on that and just kind of see, poke at things and see what it looks like, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't look terrible you know like there was some stuff that was on theme because there were custom you know, yeah emails, i mean if, like if lullabot builds their own website it's like i think right. I mean, this, this has got to be custom right yeah yeah but i got into yeah. like layout builder and started moving stuff around and i was like you know it's actually working pretty good mm-hmm. uh for all intents and purposes there's a couple things i'm gonna go in there and make a list there's a couple things we could clean up um sure but it's all looking pretty good but Part of creating a theme for core is it has to support like everything. Yeah. You know, like people are going to throw like random content at it, random this, mm-hmm. you know, blocks. And, and I, I've just like, I've been working on, on like the grid system and the overall layout system of it. And, you know, part of what we do, like we're using CSS grid, right. But, and like, if, if you're familiar with CSS grid, you'll know that the grid, chi- the, by default, the grid child will only span like one column, which makes everything like, like, look like super narrow and squished. Mm-hmm. And so we have to have like some default rules in there that says, all right, well, the grid column, you know, the div- you know, the, the child's going to spread out and take up the full amount. Like, and, you know, we have different widths, like we have a small, medium and large kind of content widths. Um, and sometimes they need to break out of the grid, which is impossible to do with CSS grid. We use some kind of negative margin trickery to do that. Um, and Sounds yeah, dirty. 
it's, it's, it honestly is pretty dirty. If you were to look at the code, like I, I, I think that. But we'll make it a lot cleaner. Um, obviously, there's certain things that we can clean up up upon as far as like the way we are actually um, setting our grid systems. And, and to be fair, we, it's currently alpha, right? So it's okay. It's, it's in the alpha, exactly. Well, well so. it's, it's, it's not alpha yet. It will oh. be alpha. It will be soon. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the way that the way that this is done by design, like breaking out of the grid is inherently like a little dirty because you are using those negative margins and there's no way to do this unless you have subgrid support, which browsers do not have that. Darn those browsers. I know. Right. (laughs) And we have to support I 11. You're. And we try to be diligent about like having some sort of like fallback styles for like other type of like components as well too. Mm-hmm. For you know, if you're using table and views, we have like out of the box um, styles yep. for that accounted for as well too. Um, but like you said, Matt, um, there's a lot of different art cases or like um, features that we also need to account for out of the box, especially in Drupal core, making sure that we have appropriate styling and things are displaying correctly. So you're trying to make sure that the one size fits all underwear is, exactly. is, is comfortable for most people. Right. Can you imagine? It needs like, to be having breathable. To, <laughs> right. <laughs> can you imagine have to, having to design for all of that? Um, I'm sure like, you know, Jared and Jen can also speak more. Yeah, about that, that. <laughs> that'll be interesting. We'll definitely get into that. Uh, Jared and Jen, by the way, have a talk at uh, DrupalCon. And I don't know if, well, it was accepted to DrupalCon North America. And I'm assuming that it's also going to be a DrupalCon Global but the title of the uh, talk is "Designing for Chaos" because that's exactly what the what they're designing for. You said the and word again. Yeah, chaos. they they gave that talk at uh, Florida Drupal Camp, which you know, as I said, is the best Drupal Camp ever, and it was recorded. So we'll link to that in the uh, in the footer of the of our node here if you want a sneak preview. So let's look at the future. Um, you you said we're not quite alpha yet. When is that happening? What's the plan? What 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 do you need to do to do that? Like soon. Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> okay, so it's coming out soon. Yeah, it's coming out. It's coming out. Like we're recording this on Tuesday. We're going to release it on Friday. Yep. So really, you just have to tag the release, right? I mean, that's <laughs> no. Well, I mean, honestly, well, that's more extensive than that. Yeah, okay. it's 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 good enough to get out there. But I have like a little list and like mostly like little minor things I want to do just to kind of get it out in front of people. Okay. Yeah, but um. Just to pick back on that, but most of the the majority of the must have features are pretty much in alpha. Obviously, we have a lot um a few technical debt that we need to sort out. But at the same time, it's it's looking great. Like if you um look at the the talkable preview that um Mike mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, um the site it's coming together really well. Um, you can pretty much like have a nice blog post site utilizing the Albero alpha release. Butcher and I are taking Friday off and and we're going to kind of like do a little mini sprint and anyone that wants to join in, uh, there's a uh, hashtag D9 theme. Is there a dash in there? I don't have Slack open. I don't know. But um, if you go to the, the Olivera project page, we link to it there. And I, I think it's D9 theme on, on mm-hmm. Drupal Slack. And we're going to be in there just uh, kind of knocking down issues, figuring out what we want for the alpha, and then sometime in mid-afternoon, we'll probably tag the release and cool. maybe write a quick blog post or something like that. And then from where, where do you go? For, from, so let's let's imagine we're past Friday and we have an alpha release with a few of these bugs knocked out. What's what's What happens next? Um, we need to create the roadmap for the beta release. So we need to make sure that we have like, all the remaining work for the, the project itself and addition to um, making sure that we have all those tickets created as well too and vetted by the community. So that's basically the next step is to make sure that we have all that must-haves um, features defined um, so that you know we can bring it up to the product manager, someone like Angie Barron and also Gabor to take a look at. Um, and that should also um, take us to the next phase of you know, having um, the release manager um, be involved in that process as well too, making sure that our code is up to Drupal code and standard as well. Um, yes. 
So we need to submit a core patch probably like early next month. So really and, you'll, you'll roll up. So you'll take Drupal head and roll a patch based off of adding your theme to the core. I mean, is that how that works? Yeah. And I don't even know what we're going to, we're going to have to reach out for assistance on, on, yeah. on some of that type of stuff. Cause I'm not exactly sure what's involved. I know attacking the Lowry said there's some type of automation or something like that, hmm. that we can get set up. So, well, so at that point, like when, when do you expect to, to need to have to do that? Like when do we start talking about the inclusion into core and. So we're going to talk about that uh, next month, which is June. So we're probably going to try to get that uh, initial patch done sometime mid June. So people can actually start getting their eyes on it. And at that point, you, there's going to be a lot of people mm -hmm. saying, well, I don't like this. or I don't like this. And we'll say too bad. Or we'll say, yeah, that's totally valid. You know, um, and we, um, sorry, I'm having like a little brain fart here. Um, Surely you'd so be a little sensitive a over that, right? Surely, I mean, that, that might be a little tricky for you to, to take a little criticism over your baby. Oh, so my code is traditionally so bad. I'm used to that. Okay. That, that <laughs> no. doesn't give me confidence that this is going to make it to core, Mike. Try no. again. I have confidence. Oh, in okay, yeah. okay. We have a we lot have of people helping us. We have Pucha. Yeah. We have Pucha. And we have a lot of, we have a lot of really, really good yeah. people. We have a lot of great people like just contributing to the project and mm -hmm. they've been, I would say, kicking ass <laughs> um, yeah. in terms of like helping us get to this like alpha release. So I just want to say thank you for everyone who have, um, contribute the time to this mm -hmm. Alvaro project. So, yeah, absolutely. So, so there's going to be like multiple core patches probably over the course of a couple months. And I think like the deadline to actually get, get it, uh, committed to core is if I recall correctly, like early August or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's to make nine one, right? That's, that's yeah, that's to, make, okay. that's to make 9.1, which is, I think going to be released in November. Okay. Yeah. And prior to that, you know, obviously we had to go through multiple reviews with the accessibility, um, you know, group as well, too, making sure that everything is pretty much good to go as far as like our coding standards and making sure that the color, color contrast and everything is accessible. That's something yeah. that you've, you've yeah. involved those people, right? You've told, you've talked about how you know, a lot of those folks have been involved and you've talked about mm -hmm. how uh, many of the stakeholders at least, at least know you exist if they haven't already mm -hmm. taken a look and taken you for a test drive at this point. So hopefully that, that helps smooth out that process and Indeed. You know, get things going. Yeah. But we definitely need the stamp of approval <laughs> yeah, sure. in order to get sub patch as well too. Yes, mm -hmm, definitely. Sure. Well, it's it sounds like you're you're on the right track, but there's work in front of you. And uh, you said it was that Olivero project, Drupal.org slash project slash Olivero, and you could jump in and take a look. Totally. And yell at Mike about his CSS that's terrible or something. <laughs> My CSS is not terrible. It's just, yeah. Putra, that's I have a good. question for you. Do you regret sure. saying yes to Mike? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> Given like the amount of work that like has gone have gone into the project. Um, no, it's to be honest with you, I'm just so thankful that, you know, Mike sees me as this person of like, hey, you know, you can come in and help out sure. with this effort, to be honest with you. So I'm really grateful for him to give me this opportunity to to be involved in the um the project as well too. So um no, I, I I'm not I don't feel regret as at all. It's been fun. Um being involved in a um, Drupal core um, initiative, so. Professionally, your role has shifted a little bit at Lullabot. You were mm -hmm. a front-end developer, you're now a project manager. Is that something exactly. <laughs> that this is kind of fun that you actually might get to still write a little CSS every now and again? Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. the thing is like, um, obviously my new title, um, that just came in recently, but yeah. at the same time, you know, I'm still doing some like coding as well okay. too, but okay. obviously this also gives me um, an opportunity to just dive back into code and also just, you know, not having to worry about like reaching out to clients or like, um, <laughs> you, you get to, you get to get back in the weeds. Or scrum. Yeah. Exactly. Get back in the weeds. Um, but at the same time, there's some like coordination that needs to be done as well too on the, you know, the Alabaro side, as far as like, you know, reviewing patches and reaching out to folks to make sure that they have a chance to review our, um, code base as well too. So there's some like project management involved in it as well too, but, um, that type of work has been, and um, divided between Mike and I and also Matt, um, Matthew Tiff as well too. So cool. it's been helpful um, having other folks be involved in the project. 
Mike, is there anything else we should add before we wrap this up? Yeah, so we meet uh, Mondays at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time and uh, D9-theme channel in Slack. I think that's like six or what, 1600 GMT or something. I have no clue. Exactly. And that's um, 10, 10 Eastern, Eastern, 10, 10, 10 in the Eastern morning Eastern time. Yeah. Yep. Ten nine eight Mountain. Oh my God. Seven o'clock Pacific time, dude. <laughs> yeah, we have a. We also have a. We have to. You know, we have a number of Europeans, and we have. Uh, yeah. We even have a person from Central Russia who is mm-hmm. just just like a machine, yeah. just cranking out patches. Yeah, he's been killing it, helping us out <laughs> with patches. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah. So, so you said Slack a, Slack meetings on Mondays. Yeah, Slack meetings on Mondays, and uh, that's that's kind of really about it. And you know, if you uh, so. Uh, I encourage everyone to download the theme. It works in Drupal 9. It works in Drupal 8. Um, it, uh, it should be. It should look really good if you install it and maybe try to poke some holes in it. Like that's that's kind of one of the goals of this alpha to actually mm-hmm. have that tarball up there so people could download it and pull it in and, and start just screwing with it. You showed a video yeah. to me once a while back, Mike, about, you know, I don't remember if it was your proof of concept or if it's more recent than that, um, clicking around the website and kind of showing things mm-hmm. off. Is that something that we could put on the podcast page or? Yeah, yeah. Or, or we could do it. it. Yeah, and we could also link to the Tugboat okay. preview. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that as well, too. That's that cool. might be yeah. a good one. Like the Tugboat yeah. preview will only be active for probably, I don't know, a couple more months or something like that, but. Okay. Yeah, whatever. It, it'll it'll be there as long as it's there. Yeah. Like like tugboat. <laughs> like yeah, the ephem- ephemeral tugboat previous. Yeah. <laughs> well. Okay. Um, I also should mention again that we are having the front um, sprint this Friday. So if folks are available to um help out or just you know trying out the the theme for themselves, um, that'd be Friday, May fifteenth. Exactly. Twenty. And if they see any issues, like, you know, feel free to create um, issues in issue queue and um, let us know. And yeah. Super. Cool. Thanks for joining us, Putra. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for talking about your project, Mike, that I've been bugging you to do a podcast about for months now. I was going to go on Mike Nellis podcast, <laughs> but, he, but he turned me down. I heard the talking Drupal guys <laughs> wanted you too. Dang it. I'm glad yeah. you came here first. Oh, 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 oh,